Not enough crown. I have more. Episodes seven and eight right here. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I said, like, I don't have enough. If, right. I meant we. No, we don't. We, because you're like the leader of the crown. I love the crown. I love anything royal, anything regal. And this show has made me just love it more. You know, it's interesting. I actually had a conversation with someone this weekend who put something in a perspective about how much we love the crown. Okay. And how much we love like Queen Elizabeth and everything. Yeah. And she put something in my mind that's been lingering where she's like, yeah, we love the crown. We love Queen Elizabeth. We love royalty. They're thieves. They literally have taken over stuff. They've just ransacked the world and corrupted the earth in its totality. Yet yet we're still so influenced by them. That's something I want to discuss later. It's actually, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting point. And it's something that we actually saw on episodes seven and eight, and especially nine and 10, which we will be talking about later so make sure to tune in tune into our next episode as well but episode seven matrimonium and of course episode eight dear miss kennedy and every single time we get on i'm yeah. like yo this was my favorite episode I know. episode eight was my favorite episode. oh my gosh i mean these last four really killed me like i literally was crying at one of them so not later on like i think it was like nine that i was crying it was very sad. Well, let's, I can't wait to talk yeah, about it. We'll talk about each and every one, but episode seven, Matrimonium, has to has to do with Margaret. It's a Margaret episode. It's a Margaret-fueled <laughs> episode, and it's very interesting because, once again, relationships come into play. And I feel like in season two, the crown... Look, season one, I liked it because it was good. Season two, I actually just like the crown, and it, I don't know <laughs> if it's better or... What it is? I, I don't. You mean you just like the show as a whole? As a like, I'm. I was sad. I'm sad when the episodes end. Me I get too. sad. Like I want to see more of the crown, and I'm not that guy. I'm not the. You're you're, you're not one to jump on a bandwagon. Exactly. For you're an individual. We know, but we now have to wait another year for more episodes. So let's let's savor these last four and let's talk about uh, episode. Episode seven. seven starts in Brussels, Belgium. Pop yeah. music again. We pointed that yes. out before. There's more music, mm-hmm. and um, it starts with the breakup. It starts with the breakup. Yeah. I mean, I saw this handsome body. We see group Captain Townsend in bed. You know, I, at first, in my mind, I was like, is he in bed with Margaret? Did they have a little rendezvous? It seemed like that. Maybe a flashback again. Right. Something. Something. But no, we see him in, you know, uh, having had a lovely night. Excuse me. <coughs> it was that lovely. It choked you all up. Well, you know what choked me up is the silhouette of how the scene came into play. It was very... I want to dare say, call it seductive. Very sexy episodes. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm a little sick, so I'm getting over it. So I'm coughing a little bit. I'm I'm dying because the episodes have ended. That's what it happened. But no, all of these episodes were sexy. Um, but I was sad to see him, group Captain Townsend, Peter Townsend, tell her that he was getting married to somebody else. It it, it hurt my feelings. Wrote so I'm sh- a dear sure John letter. Hers. A Dear John letter to Margaret stating that he was going to be marrying this 19-year-old. 19? She 19. was the secretary? She was the, the photographer? I was like, Where, what? But when I mean, did this happen? I mean, but what was more important is the fact that they had the pact. They had the pact that we they wouldn't marry anyone else. They would be in love with one another forever. And the fact that they just, it felt like love lost. And yeah. It was it was a broken promise, literally, you know. And I mean, I mean it couldn't have last forever. Let's be real. But. I know, but you know, it, in 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 the fairy tale land in which they live, literally, their life is a fairy tale. You, you kind of hold on to these hopes that things would happen in the way that you want want them to. But I mean, even when I was like, why is she so upset? She's already moved on to to Tony Parker. But I guess you know she still had that tinge of love for him, and he, she was even defending him to Tony when he was like, oh, boring old Peter Townsend. Um, but she didn't. She didn't love Tony. No, she didn't love Tony. What no. Tony? It was exactly what it was. It was a flingish thing. It was it was boredom. It was just a hobby. Convenient. I think she was infatuated with him sure. and enamored, and he and excited by him. He was something new. He was something fresh. Also, for a woman, when you haven't been hurt by a man, you give him a little bit more leeway. What when someone has hurt you, you're kind of you you hold back a little bit. So with Tony, he was he was the uh, safe in some ways. Are you talking about Tony Armstrong? 
Yes, what I call Tony it? Armstrong Jones. I, did I say Tony Parker? Yeah. Who's Tony Parker? That's a basketball player, is it? Okay. <laughs> but it's okay. I know what you have on your you, mind. Yes. But you meant Tony Armstrong, just in case. Yes, Tony Armstrong. So, I apologize. Tony Parker, I mean, he is, wasn't, is it, he's French. So close of, enough. Yeah, yeah, he's European. But when um, I think for for Margaret, Tony was safe in the sense initially, because she thought, okay, at least this is someone that wants me. She just wanted someone that wanted her like she wanted them. Sure. And at this point, I see that the the whole situation was also Margaret came off another breakup situation of her own. Right. And that's why that was actually very interesting. And she, when she finds out about the breakup, she breaks the glass on the table. And I felt like all hell was about to break loose. Like, like something she was going to go on another drinking yeah, something, binge. Something, a binge, so, cut herself. Something was going to happen. <laughs> it, looked, it looked very bad. Yeah, yeah. She looked very upset. And then, of course, we, we, we are rekindled with the fact that Tony, uh, that Peter and Margaret had a pact. And that she's upset. Do you think that the 19-year-oldness played a part? Oh, I think that definitely hurt her feelings because she was like, wow, she had already felt like everyone else was getting married before her, that she was left on the shelf, as she said. And now here it is, her, the love of her life. The older man, he, uh, Peter Townsend. Townsend, who was older than her, you know, she was the hot young thing when she was with him. Now he got somebody hotter and younger than her. So that also hurt her ego. It hurt her ego. And, and, and maybe you did that. Maybe you combine Peter. It's like Peter Parker, Tony. Ar- I, like, and you just combine everything. I think one. so. It's all the men in Margaret's life. Yeah. Um, Tony says something very interesting when confronted with the concept of Margaret saying, well, he's found love. And Tony says he hasn't found. Oh, he's found happiness. And Tony says, he hasn't found happiness. He found marriage. The very opposite. I know. It, it, it's very interesting to me because I, I don't consider myself a very traditional person when it comes to the idea of marriage. Um, I'm not, you know, like dying to get married. I don't feel like marriage completes you. It's a, a beautiful thing when two people want to go into it for the right reasons. But there are very different types of marriages. There are some marriages for love and there are marriages for convenience. And I think... Uh, Margaret and Tony understood that their marriage wasn't necessarily going to be about love. It was definitely going to be convenient. And they were they went into it thinking that they were going to alter it to the way that they could make it to fit them best. But once you start having kids who need structure and benefit from having two parents, I think you, you're forced to adjust what you think a marriage can be. So I think that's the issues that we saw them run into. So when it comes to Margaret and her love for Peter. Yeah. How do you think that played out in Margaret's life, being that she's been bringing Peter up and throwing it in Elizabeth's face? Right. Overall, even when she proposes her plan to marry Tony, right. she brings it up and throws it in Elizabeth's face as in, you're not going to mess, this, up mess me. this one up. Yeah. So how do you think that plays with who Margaret is as a person? I think Tony represented, he filled in for the loss of her father. I mean, Peter, I'm sorry. Tony's the new husband. Peter filled in for the loss of Margaret's father. So he was this older man. I think that was the appeal to her. He was he represented safety. He was going to protect her in a way. Um, but then when she lost that, it hardened her a little bit. It also made her resentful. But at the same time, I wish she would have come to terms with the fact that she played a role in it. Because, again, she could have married him, but she chose not to do so because she didn't want to give up her crown and her title. Do you think Margaret's jaded? I think she's jaded now, marrying, going into this marriage with Tony. Yes, but so before, you didn't think she was jaded before? No, I think she was kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. She was. There were times that I read that she was able to call uh, Peter and say he could be with his family. She could, she could would go to his house and be like, "You're going to come riding with me right now." So she was able to, you know, manipulate him the way she wanted to. But when she didn't get what she want, I think she's kind of like a child, a little spoiled child that's like uh, pouting now. Interesting, because I felt like Margaret was jaded, and I felt it played out when she would speak to Queen Elizabeth. We saw Margaret, a very different Margaret this season, as far as her, the things that she found enjoyment in, which she constantly found enjoyment in, sticking that stick in the hornet's nest when it came, and just acting like it's indifferent or nonchalant. So I felt like that was a side of Margaret that we hadn't seen, and I think it came about after the Peter debacle because before then I felt Margaret was very sweet in season one right and she was she at that point she was naive but once the breakup happened she was 
while still enchanted with the life of being royal, she was no longer regal herself. I think she always had a bit of uh, anger towards her sister that went into her relationship. So she dated people to to upset her sister on purpose. So she she was manipulative herself, and she always knew what she was doing. So, Well, one of those people that she dated to upset her sister possibly was Tony. Yeah, And we see Tony's swinger side, something that was alluded to before. But, right. And we, of course, read about and were able to know, but we see it. In our in our faces, very close. Yeah. First with the Asian dancer, Which then their sex scene was beautiful. I don't know. To me, it was so the way they shot that. It was it was very romantic. Um, you call them a swinger, and the interesting thing was these relationships that he had. It they were from what they portrayed in the show. I don't know about in real life, but the relationships that we saw portrayed in the show were with people that some of which were people that he really had bonds with. They, he came came to rely on them. The couple, the the married couple that he was sitting on the couch with, with talking about his mother the and fries. the fry. Yeah, it's like they they were kind of his friends, and he needed them. It, we also didn't see much family except this mother from, from from. Sure, but we did see. I mean, we saw the most of them attend even the ceremony, and they right. came to the party, and yeah. so they were very aware of it. He did seem to have some type of friendship in yeah. his situation. So my point was that his, his his lovers were also his friends. Sure, but that doesn't make him less of a swinger. A swinger is just simply that lifestyle. Yeah. It's not, yeah. We've decided now to take it as like a callous movement, but right. it's not. There's nothing callous about it. He had, obviously, a very strong connection, and with the... Sex scene with the Asian dancer, yeah. who I believe whose name is Jackie Chan, but I'm not. That's 100% what they sure. said. So, I was like, no, it can't be Jackie I, Chan. I felt like that was something, but I just <laughs> let it slide. Uh, I feel like that was the scene shown to us from the eyes of Tony himself. Mm. So if Tony was taking a picture or, or recording it, it would have been recorded that way. There was passion, there was lust, there was desire, and that's feelings that we've seen him want to evoke from people especially when he takes pictures of margaret that right. one time he's he loves feelings and and getting feelings. people's emotions stirred up yeah so that's why i thought that was shot that way it seemed as if if he was taking the pictures and the stills and video and recording that scene it looked to me as if it would be through his eyes but it was also what i liked about it, it was like it was the last hurrah it was kind of like they were saying goodbye to each other in that way physically and I feel like a lot of people, when you decide to get married and you decide to let all your other lovers go, there is that time that you say goodbye. Sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's verbal, sometimes it's via text. But well, of course, now everything's <laughs> done through text. Marriage proposals are done through text. Right. Like, hey, big head, you down to get married? Speaking of dot, proposals, dot, dot, what, did, what did you think of Margaret proposing to him? Well, that's an interesting fact. We're definitely going to get to the okay. proposal, but I want to talk about the fries as well. So yeah. how did it play out in your head when you saw him? First, it was the Asian lover, and yeah. now we're with a white woman lover mm-hmm. in a bed. Mm-hmm. Change of colors again. Yeah. And then you see him being very casual with her, very loving. Yeah. And then a male comes in. Yeah. And you don't know who the male actually slept with. It looks like the male has slept with both of them. Yeah, I just assume whenever there's two men and a woman, I think everybody's dibbled and dabbled and with everyone. That's in my opinion. I never, I don't know, guys usually say, oh, yeah, I had a threesome with me and my boy, but we didn't do anything. And I'm always like, Oh no! I think there was some sword fighting. I, I wouldn't going know about there. that lifestyle, okay, so okay. I don't partake. Well, in I've that. heard, so I've I don't heard. partake in that personally. <laughs> but I don't have any any I, opinions on people who do. Yeah. I'm sure anything can happen where people decide to be with one multiple one lovers, woman or yeah. be amongst themselves. I mean, it's that's it's, the world. That's the world. That's everyone yeah. has their own path and their own desires. Yeah. So, were you taken aback or surprised when you saw? Tony with a man. No, um, I I wasn't. It, I, I had previously read some stuff about him, so I, I knew it was coming. I wasn't. I'm glad that they showed it in the show. I'm glad they didn't hide that aspect of his sure. life. Um, what I did question was whether Margaret was aware of this prior. Like, did she go into this knowing, yeah, he sleeps with men, and was that her appeal too? That it made him more eccentric, you know, more open minded. Well, she, we've seen that she's had questions. She's brought it up. She's 
hinted that she thought he was simply homosexual. Right. Oh, that's true in the beginning, yeah. And he never answers the question. True, yeah. In fact, I guess the concept is he's saying, why would I be so boring as to just be homosexual? Like, right. Why would I ever be boxed into one one thing? Yeah. So we know that he's sexually liberated and free. Se- sexually fluid is what some people think. Sure, he's yes. very fluid. <laughs> he's very fluid. And I think that Tony, if he had the the vernacular we have today, he yeah. would probably call himself very fluid as well. Yeah. And... I thought it was shocking. and uh, You were surprised? I wasn't surprised by the action. I thought it was shocking that they showed it in such, once again, a very callous way. And I, You, the, you I said was, callous? Yeah, it was very just thrown in. It was just, oh. and I thought it was just casual. They eased us into it. Like, okay, there's just going to be another man, which I appreciate the body. But I don't think they eased us into it at all. They just threw you a man it, in there. Like, and I was like, and I, yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, wow, that's. Very shocking coming from the crown, which is a more or less very conservative, conservative, conservative show that we've seen conservative actions from people throughout the show. We right. haven't seen this. Right. And so it was very shocking for the is crown. Is the first homosexual character that they've had on the show? I'm it's it's England. I'm sure it's not. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But, but statistically speaking, probably not. I don't think it played a part in the show before i'm sure there have been other hints but as a as a regular or reoccurring character yeah, i'm sure he's the, the he's the first that yeah. it made sense yeah but it wasn't his homosexuality that shocked me it was the way they just threw in the scene because the couple was married yes and that's what the big shocking of shock value because they they just they just allowed it to be known that they're married by it. saying, yes, Mrs. Fry, and they say, that's right, Mr. Fry. I Just- loved it because here it is, we're seeing a different marriage. We have Margaret and, um, no, we have uh, Elizabeth, and Philip. Sure. That's one type of marriage. Now we have the fries that have a totally different type of marriage. You know what I'm saying? And it shows what mar- how marriage can be defined in a different way depending on the couple. So I really like that. Well, it's definitely non-traditional, yeah. especially at that time. I'm sure it was very taboo. And it made me it piqued my interest into how is this a is this something that ha- occurred more in aristocracy because as we learn we learn that tony is of higher bearing even if it's yeah, by that was interesting st- as step well. marriage right so he's of a higher higher stature and he's been around this and it seemed like the fries were very affluent as well yeah and it, it seemed like it it denoted a change in time because we keep constantly running to this idea of the new england mm-hmm. new england right the new people the new wave these these hipsters, the, the, these beatniks, these bohemians. Exactly. Yeah. Their version of millennials, mm-hmm, so to speak, mm-hmm. that are just going to end the world because that's what always happens <laughs> with the next generation. Right. Their crazy ways are just going to destroy, destroy everything. Destroy everything. And so they're very free. They're free. They're liberated in their thoughts. They're liberated, obviously, in their actions. And they're liberated in their even in their relationships. Yeah. And I think this would be unfathomable to someone like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. D- d- what did you think about when... Um, Tony was talking about what title he thought he'd get out of the marriage. Well, when it comes to Tony, I promise you we'll oh, get sorry, there. Oh, sorry, I'm again. It, sorry. Well, we can talk <laughs> about the titles. When it comes to the titles, I, I did want to talk about, first of all, before we even get there, is the titles that the title that he already possesses, and it's because of his mother. And I want to talk about the relationship between Tony and his mother. Okay, yeah. That's a because whole... that's a very important way, and that explains why he even feels like he needs to get a title out of it or what's going to happen. Yeah. Because as we see, Tony and his mother have a very estranged and very interesting relationship and dynamic. Yeah. And apparently it's gone on the entirety of his life. Yeah, it's like he's always been trying to please her, but he can't, which hurts even more. Like, he keeps on doing things. Like, he had this uh, this uh, art show this art gallery opening yeah elizabeth uh margaret leaves because she's upset that he doesn't accept her proposal invites his mom uh she's like oh your brother had something else to do what, what was it a, sport? A, par- a a parade or school play or something <laughs> something where he does and tony's that like happens. he does it every month yeah and, like, i have one exactly and she was like yeah. and she didn't care at all and he even brought the newspaper clippings to show her you know the positive reviews and here she is she was like well i read this one and it wasn't very positive and it's just like 
like, wow, how can you resent your own child that you brought into this world? A child who she he specifically, first of all, certain things happen. He calls the house yeah. and the butler answers and is like, let me see. Doesn't say, oh, hold on one second. It's your it's your kid. Right. It's like, hold on. Oh, she's too busy for the evening. She'll contact you possibly tomorrow. Like, all right, she's just in the other room writing a letter. She's not doing it. She could definitely have answered the phone. Totally. Then we hear the story when Tony's explaining it to the fries. We hear the story of how growing up, it was uh, she remarried again. Mm-hmm. And this time it was a man with a title. And they had a child. And that child, would, and when they would travel, would travel in first class. His stepbrother, who was of a higher step. Uh, class would travel in second class, and then Tony was himself forced to always travel in third Horrible. class. Horrible, so sad. Like that's just rude. And it so is hurtful. very rude, and it's something that I couldn't even I couldn't even think of, but may have been a commonality at that time because, as we hear, even in the amongst the royal family, when investigating Tony's family, that the mother is a social climber. Yes. So, do you think she treated her child that way because she felt like that's how society would have looked at him? Like, okay, you're not the son with the title. You're not even the stepbrother of the father who has the title. You're the child for the man that she does she with the first marriage that went wrong. So, did she do that because that's how she felt everyone else was going to look at him? I don't think so. I think she looked at him that way. I feel like she looked at him like he was a peasant possibly resented the fact that he was born or oh, it's resented like, yeah. that relationship. He was an offshoot. We we don't know about... She may have married the first guy thinking he was something and that he wasn't. Right. Then continued to marry up until she finally got to where she wanted to be and then wanted to erase the past family. I actually sometimes see that in step families mm. where that's the concept of the, the stepdaughter. I mean, even in Cinderella, we see a similar right. story. Like, yeah. I wish this one didn't exist. You clean the soot right. while, and serve the rest of us. Because uh, Tony is a, a physical representation of her past that she cannot put behind her. She can't, you know, erase that because she's looking at straight in the face every time she interacts with him, which maybe explains why she avoids interacting with him as often as possible. Do you think the way his mother treated him kind of forced him to succeed, though? It it worked to his advantage because it gave him that, like, you know how everybody has that thing that pushes them deep inside? So Tony's, knowing that his mother resents him, pushed him to be successful in his own right? I, I, I would assume that his mother's direct re- lack of relationship with him influenced every aspect of his life because mm-hmm. that that mother-son bond is the most unique in the universe. It's even more... The only one it's maybe surpassed by is the father-daughter bond mm-hmm. or at least on the same par where it's that important. And I feel like it influences his sexual lifestyle. I agree. Meaning that it's not just his fluidity. Sure, that could be a natural thing, but it definitely him jumping from bed to bed or seeking multiple... Lovers for multiple intentions. Right. He's just That's looking for love. For love somewhere, somewhere from someone. Exactly. From anyone who will give it to him. And it's a connection that he has because it's not just physical, as we said. It's like a relationship thing. Yeah. It definitely influenced his life choices, mm-hmm. possibly his photography, possibly the way he's kind of conniving and manipulative when he directly influences other people's emotions mm-hmm. and sparks it because something he's missing yeah. and it keeps him in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think a lot of his portraits were of women, correct? Most of his portraits were of women. I didn't see any. I saw one male face possibly, and that could have just been a very handsome woman. I, right. I'm not sure. <laughs> so most of the, it, it was definitely relegated towards women. Yeah, and it, it's so sad because he loved her. And he kept on trying to please her. Did he love her or did he love the wanting of a mom? See, he didn't actually like her. He doesn't like her. No, He loves her because we're told and we all have this biological, just emotional and spiritual need for a parent and a mother and a guide Mm -hmm. and a mentor and someone who loves us back. And it just hurts. It hurts when that 
doesn't happen and it hurts even more when that person who's directly responsible for bringing you into this life is also the person directly responsible for ruining your life and causing you the most pain exactly because it's like where do you go from there like the this you're the first person that i've inter i interact with in my entire life you you i start with you but then where do i go and it's hard because we're taught that family is very important it is important and but when your family when you don't like your family then it's like, okay, I have to build my own family outside. And when you your family fails you, you tend to fail your family. And it it's like being an abused puppy. Yeah. Where the puppy doesn't know better but to love the master that's abusing it. Right. So, Aww. and we see it all culminate with a lot of his actions, and especially in marrying Margaret, mm-hmm. seem to have directly been affected by his need to impress his mother. Do we think Tony loved Margaret a little bit? Genuinely, not just for the social come up, not just for the convenience, not to impress the mother. Was there love there between them? To be honest, the Tony that I've seen doesn't have the capacity to love because he was never shown how to. Mm. So he doesn't know how to love. He knows how to seek love and seek attention, but he doesn't actually know how to love because he needs the love of so many. He likes being liked and he likes being this enchanting man because that's the way we know him is hey, he's kind of a player. That's how they introduce it. He's the player. He's the guy that just charms all the women. So I don't know if he even knows how to love. Not saying that Margaret does, by the way, but I don't know if Tony does. Right. Remember when the Fry said that he's been better since he's been with her? So I feel like there was something there. And then the way he did propose... We'll talk about that later. The way when he proposed with the the multiple boxes. Because I feel like he knows he has to charm. I feel like... At times, he plays the part the way he plays the part for his mother. Right. He plays that part, and it culminates with the mother, even at the time when he's getting married, and he thinks about, well, I'm going to be above in status than my half-brother, who she loves so much, then maybe she'll love me more. Right. And then they're talking, and then they're in the car scene together uh, during the ceremony. On the way to the wedding. And she's like, I hope you didn't do all this for me. Because he like, makes a comment. Ouch, that was harsh. He makes a comment like, aren't you impressed? The, the son that you were always disappointed in right. is the one who came and made good. Right. And now I'm literally going to be in the royal family. You can't get higher than no, this. No, you can't. And she just simply goes, like, I hope you didn't do all this for whatevs. me. Whatevs. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Yeah, but that's. still that's, kind of disappointed in exactly, you. Exactly. Like, um, I think there was something there between them that that bonded them. It's the same thing that brought them together. Maybe it's both of them kind of being the the black sheep sure. of their family. So I think they 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 it created some t- a bond and a loving situation between them. Maybe not respect, but there was some type of love there that they come a in. shared experience will always connect, create a bond yeah but you're asking if they loved one another yeah. and here we are we're seeing margaret clearly tony's become a rebound totally tony's become tony a rebound the from rebound. a rebound <laughs> yes right this is the this is like basically the second rebound right here, right right Her- so tony's come to play and for tony maybe let's say out of 100 percent, even if it's 50% that he loves her. I'm giving... That's a high number, by the way. I think it's 10% possible. <laughs> you wouldn't be asking those other questions. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. And then the fact that he, in his proposal to her... First of all, with Margaret, this was, the third time had to be the charm for her. She was like, this is going to happen for me. Uh, Peter Townsend didn't happen. The other dude who, who cheated on me before we even got engaged didn't happen. Tony is going to happen. But Tony, he may have loved her a little bit, but then he's playing games from the start. The way he proposed to her wasn't direct. He couldn't even get on one knee. Okay, yes, he has the polio leg. But he gave her all these boxes to open, and I think it represented the, the how complicated their relationship was going to be. Possibly. You know, he was like, yeah, you're not going to just open one box and it's not going to be easy. See, there's going to be multiple layers, and I'm going to put the prize in the smallest box possible. In order to get to my heart, it's gonna you're going to have to dig deep, and that's. I've seen something like that yeah. in the movie Saw. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things where Tony, he loves to be in control. Yeah, he loves being a, similar to Philip in that way. I don't think so. They think they, they just fight for control from the women in their lives. Tony and Philip differ because. Philip hates being emasculated. Yeah. That's a difference. Okay. And Tony doesn't, he's a control person. Even from the time when they had the, photo, uh, he, yeah. she was, he was taking the photographs of Margaret, when he made all that noise just mm-hmm. to throw her off. He likes 
doing that. Yeah. He likes being the instigator, not the instigated. Other people. He did not like Margaret proposing to him because he needs to be in control. True. I think some, he likes when other people are uncomfortable because it makes him feel comfortable. It does. Yeah. And so that's something we see a lot of. Now, we also see that when Tony is dealing with Mr. and Mrs. Fry, we see Mrs. Fry gets pregnant. Was that Mrs. Fry? Was that somebody else? Because they said Camilla. Yeah, Camilla Fry. Okay, got it, got it. Mrs. Fry gets oh, right, pregnant. Right, right, right. Because we saw Fry her with the, the baby bump later Exactly. On. Did she go to the wedding? She did. Jesus. And, and they're kind of aware of it because Michael Dean is sent out to investigate. Okay, this investigation was amazing. Again, we see our boy Tommy Lassels come back Tommy. To, to do the dirty work. Sure. And he digs deep. I'm like, how did they get this information? And then, okay, so he gets all this information. He Elis- does. Elizabeth tries to tell her sister. And her sister, like, well, she, she doesn't tell her directly. But I was like, does Margaret already know some of this information or does Elizabeth choose not to say it directly because she's like it would have fallen it would fall on deaf ears anyway. Well, he try, she tries to spring it up to Margaret and we see that she doesn't. It's so sensitive and I think it's it, at a bad time and the birth and But it's also at the birth, right, the pregnancy as well. And then I think it's also Elizabeth doesn't know how to say it. Like the, the, it was She's so proper. Yeah, they were. It was so taboo to even say that he was having this type of relationship. Ships, multiple relationships. They had three, and then that. And yeah. then Michael's like, "Well, that's the ones with women." <laughs> <Right>? So <laughs> moving on. There's also Michael, was, and it's like Michael was yeah, ner- coming, Mike, Of course, he was uncomfortable even relaying the information still speaking to Margaret directly. And also, you realize that this is a possible scandal waiting to happen. True. And, and it does eventually become a thing, but we haven't seen it in the episodes yet. So we also see that Jeremy and Camilla, even Camilla gets pregnant, yeah. and the fries, and it's most likely, or at least according to her, it's right. Tony's baby. I was like, Camilla, how do you really know? How do you know? Unless she didn't say that her husband was a lot like of impotent. people think they know. I watch a lot of Maury Povich. <laughs> it's fifty fifty, but exactly. technically, it's also fifty fifty that it was his. Right. It, it is possible they've obviously had sexual intercourse. This is a time before regularity and things like contraception and birth control. It's right. not. I mean, she clearly got pregnant. So it's plus she was baby. married. You know, it's you don't expect a married woman to be on birth control. So sure. So, you yeah. also don't have this expectation that married women are having threesomes with two men you know, and I engaging in this I kind of activity. I think it's actually more common than we think. I, I don't disagree, but I think it's not an expectation. No, 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 not And that's the concept. So, And, and I think that the, the Crown was aware of this possibility. Yeah. And that might have been a situation that was taken care of in interest of the Crown. They're more worried about the scandal possibly happening. Do you think they're thinking three steps ahead? Yeah, but do you think Margaret was just, I mean, Elizabeth was just tired of Margaret, like complaining, and she didn't want her to give her another thing to complain about. So she was just like, fine, I'm just going to let this one slide. No, I think that there was a communique between them two Mm -hmm. where she would never interfere with her life in this way. And that was. Peter Townsend broke the pact. Elizabeth didn't. Um, and we we see her often keep her word. Yeah. So I think that's what it came down to. And she also, Margaret, made mention of it. Well, you promised. Right. Or, and you said on the crown. And that's what you're supposed to. And, and Elizabeth's more worried because the crown is everything. Yeah. And so they do decide. They do decide after making marriage promises to get married. The marriage promises, Tony says, promise not to bore me. Yeah. And Margaret says, promise not to hurt me. Exactly. You see, because she was hurt with the whole Peter Townsend sure. situation before. She was hurt by the, the other dude who, you know, before she got engaged to him. And so she was like, just, I can't take it anymore. Because it wears on you after a time. Yeah. Like, you you do, because you, it does change you. Even if you're a strong woman, someone betraying you and hurting you does affect you after a while. It definitely does. It definitely affects you. But? Uh, it's not a but. It's, okay. It's because when it comes to things like that, I can't speak on it. Right. Because I'm not a woman. Right. I'll so speak on it So as a you. man, I will say that women as who are betrayed are way more forgiving than men that are betrayed. I agree. If, if, if a man cheats on a woman, she's far more likely to understand, accept, or forgive him. And take him back. A, and take him back than a man is. Because a man's ego is so fragile. Yeah. So I'm just impressed by women's ability to forgive. It's, it's, to the it's, point it's, where it's like, 
It's a if, gift and a curse. If they want to be like, oh, God is a woman, that would be a defining moment because <laughs> God's able to forgive the concept, right, right? right? And I don't feel like a man would be. Men yeah. are just not, just so fragile and insecure at times. Yeah, it amazes me. I, I used to think that men were like tough and strong until I've been in situations where I've hurt someone's feelings and they could not get over it. And I was like, whoa, it just it just really surprised me a lot. So, well, we yeah. see, And we also see Elizabeth's strength in that way in forgiveness and Possibly. We're going to get to that because yeah, yeah, that's, that's a whole episode. That's a whole. No, that on. is a whole episode because mm-hmm. that is important. But we do see Elizabeth and Philip on this roller coaster of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, they're flirty and fun. And even though they're not exactly the best of lovers, they are better friends. But yet she keeps on getting, we see her getting pregnant. So it's like, okay, so there's sex, sex isn't there. She's doing something. Yeah, right, right. They're right. doing something. This is uh, going third, and now we're going to get fourth. So they have a party. An engagement party. Of course, Margaret is not allowed to announce the engagement until after the birth. And Elizabeth talks it up to protocol. Do you think it was actually protocol? I think it was also stalling in sure. an attempt to... She knew she was going to do her own research. And she, she wanted to find out who... Because she didn't know this guy. He's this photographer off A photographer. The no royal blood. You know, by this time, she's 10 years in the game. She knows how it goes. She doesn't want another scandal. And she's pregnant. She doesn't have time for foolishness. But I, I thought it was nice of her to say, okay, we'll give you an engagement party. But her face during this party was priceless. And she wanted to do the engagement party and announce the marriage before Peter Towns. Yes. And that was like, she's like, I got to do it before him. He's got to know. Yeah, and that's the thing. The, the, again, uh, Margaret's maliciousness at times and selfishness and kind of childishness comes through. Here, sure. she, here she is. She wants a big wedding bigger than her sister's. She has to announce before Peter Towns. And like, she's always trying to save face. Yet she's doing things that are putting her up for public scrutiny all the time. So it's like you, you do something, you got to... Be ready to pay the price. And that's something that she doesn't specifically do so well. We see this party and you see the group of bohemians and beaknecks and you even see like a white woman fraternizing with a black man and yes. Elizabeth and Philip are just so, <laughs> so disturbed. They're just, oh my, what are we like? Like they don't want to touch well, anything. The, the, the guests were also making fun, a mockery of of the the employees and and the artwork in sure. the home. But it's like, do you think um, Tony he he liked to hate on it? Like, oh, this is beneath me. But at the same time, was low key loving. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The royal family, of course, because to him it's a come up. It right. is a come up. His photography is going to blow. Everything he does in his life is going to just be enhanced. He's right. going to be taken care of for the rest of his life. Money's never going to be an issue. He's impressing his mom. I mean, I'm sure those motives played a very big part. Totally. And what do you think Margaret's motives were? For the marriage? Yeah. Again, to uh, just to, she was desperate to be married. You know, she was getting older. She probably wanted to start a family of her own. Here it is. Her sister's on baby number three, you know. And then she just wanted somebody to be of her own. You know, she just she had nobody else. She was constantly hanging out, you know, going to clubs, but she didn't have one person for her. You know how some people stay in an unhappy marriage just to have somebody? I think that's Margaret was willing to do that just to have someone. Sure. Here's the thing about I I found interesting is I found it interesting that out of all those motives, she's just bitter against Peter Townsend. (laughs) Still? (laughs) Like she's bitter. Like that was to me the main reason she got married. Yeah. To it, me, it, it, out of everything you said, sure. But Peter Townsend. Peter Townsend. That was the catalyst. Just to get back at him. Just to get back yeah. at everything that that represented. Yeah. Everything Peter. Yeah. The sister at Elizabeth's denial of Peter. Peter himself, the 19-year-old. True. And Peter basically rejected her, I guess. Here it is. You know, he's like, I'm sorry. I can't wait for you anymore. And I'm not only not waiting for you, I'm marrying someone else. That's a bit of a rejection as well. All in one. All in one. So she's just trying to save face and trying to recover. It's like, you know, her life felt like it was falling apart again. And here it is. She has to just try to glue it back together in a sense. And Margaret does something she calls Philip a bankrupt philanderer, which I thought was funny. Like, she loves digging at Elizabeth, just getting to... When she's like, oh, you don't like my choice? How about your bankrupt philanderer? Right, I know. But then Philip was upset that So upset. He was mad that Tony was receiving this warm welcome, and he did not. And he was like, I have this. My my great-grandfather was a king. I'm related to Queen Victoria directly. Like, 
you know, I'm I, a I, prince. I, yeah, but and you guys still treated me like trash. Combed my life and exactly, and it was just, it was amazing. He's and you see the snob and Philip come out. When the snob and Philip comes out, it, it always makes me like, oh, really? But yet you're, it, it just surprises me that he's this way. Don't be. I mean, he's. You know, a but, family and, of Nazis. I mean, true. let's still but, remember and this, this. And all the, but at this time too, he's the um, his royal highness. You know, he's got a new title at this time, so he's he's also become comfortable in his new role. He's a prince, but it, it's not before. It's not like he wasn't a prince before. He was a prince of uh, who happened. His family was dethroned. It right. wasn't. This is how he's been raised. He's been welcomed as royalty right, we saw throughout that. his life, but he's not as important in royalty as obviously the crown in England. Right. Now, that's the when you talk about royalty in the world, let's be honest, the royal crown is the number one. It's mm. number one. It doesn't matter where else in the world you're you're a, a king or queen or prince, whether it's Sweden or Saudi Arabia. Right. It does not matter. Denmark or whatever country has royalty still queen queen elizabeth is number one that's yeah. number one royal so that's why yeah i mean even now he's the duke of edinburgh like they still throw that at him i know you're a duke exactly but even the- michael adeen's a baron Right. You know? Right. Like, he's a baron. He's the <laughs> secretary of the queen. Right. But I thought Peter, I thought uh, Philip, excuse me, was going to be a little bit more welcoming to th- no. uh, this person. No, he's very much a snob. Yeah. It was it was interesting to see that snob. He's very side. much a snob, and he is very upset. And it comes to a, con- a conversation of where Margaret and Margaret and Elizabeth, to end this episode, have a conversation. And... Margaret says says to Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth says, but you're not free. You love your title and the privileges. Because Margaret's like, I'm free and you're not. And right. she's like, you're not free. You had a chance and you love the title. Exactly. And Margaret claps back and says, because of your, your accomplishments are even more remarkable because you managed to disappear even while wearing the crown. I was like, ooh. That was, that was a tough thing to say, right? Yeah. And... Uh, it's but just I think interesting. Mark, uh, uh, Elizabeth needed to hear that because it's like okay, ten. She said she was in in this ten years by at this point. She's had another child, but she's she's a wife, she's a mother. Things sure. are becoming more routine. But it's like who is she? And it was the beginning of us seeing exactly. Elizabeth trying to remember who she was in in this game. And we that she's see that playing. like she goes into this cocoon and emerges. What we later see is becoming this beautiful butterfly. Because I really like the. Later on, Elizabeth. I, let's get see, into it. I'm excited. Uh, that we see. Real quick, Prince Andrew's born. Yes. Named after Philip's father. Do you think that was part of the deal? I think so. It was like, by this time, Elizabeth's just trying to do things to... I think she's tired a little bit. She's like, okay, I'm going to give... Margaret, I'm going to give you your wedding. Philip, I'm going to give you, you know, name our baby after your dad. Fine. You gave me the baby. I wanted kids. You know, it's a give and take. So... That's what she's doing at this point. Do you think Camille's baby is Tony's? I don't know. I was like, girl, that could be your husband's baby. I I don't think so. I think it would have been convenient for her because if she wanted to cause a scandal, you know, it would have been convenient to say it was his. I mean, they didn't have, I guess they didn't have DNA testing back then. I'm sure it wasn't a common thing. Yeah. I don't think that, I, don't, I, I actually I know for a fact that they didn't because a lot of crimes later subsequently get solved because of DNA when later. They find people it later. who were in yeah. jail, so there was no innocent. way to prove it. So I think she wanted to. Blood I think, type. I, I think, think it might was, have been the closest. <laughs> okay, I think she wanted to. She didn't want to lose her lover in in in, in Tony, and she wanted to kind of make him feel bad like hey i'm pregnant now and you're leaving our our affair you know so i think it was her way of trying to hold on to him in a sense maybe she thought he'd be like oh i can't get married now because you're pregnant so it was just a a little way of her to manipulate him in a sense could have been his yes but i really think it was more her husband's because wouldn't she have been sleeping with her husband more than her lover we don't know we don't know (laughs) lastly Mm -hmm. forget history yeah at this point, do you think that Tony and Margaret's marriage is doomed? Uh, yes. From the start, I thought it was doomed. Because, again, there was no real love tying them together. It was just convenience. And they wanted to manipulate it. And if both people agree to manipulate marriage 
in a different way than than in a, than in a tradition traditional way. Cool, but you both have to agree what way that is. And Tony and Margaret saw marriage differently from the start, so I think that's why I thought it was doomed from the start. Do you think that Tony tricked Margaret? No. I think she knew what she was getting into. I Margaret, think he tricked her. Margaret it tricked her how? He tricked her because remember when he says like he says to the Camille and Jeremy, he's just like, oh, her face is like, oh right, a market person. Like, just, like no, but like no. a like a manicurist. Exactly. And she had thick not, ankles. Exactly. I was so, like, ooh. So he's looking at her and looking at her so uh, with such scrutiny to the point where he actually dislikes her. And that's not a, a way to go into a marriage. But again, that's why I was like... See, I think he's tricking her. Like, he's tricking her, giving her... No. Even when they have uh, they have sex, it's like, I'm trick, I'm charming you. Like, I'm, pl- oh, like I'm trying to get charmer? something. Not but, that it's negative, but he knows what he's getting out of it, but, and it's like he's putting in work. So look, people know what they're doing. Margaret sure. was getting this exciting guy, sure. you know, out of it, that she, with a, a, a kind of uh, secret sexual past, and Tony was getting a princess and a crown. So that also secretly kind of is 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 exciting sexually to both of them. Um, but I don't think she was tricked. She knew what she was getting into. She knew this could fail, but I think she thought, okay, I'm going to be able to manipulate him eventually like I did with Peter Townsend. That's hmm. So she knew what she was getting into. I don't think she, she, she went into it a little blind from what we saw because she didn't want to hear the information. But maybe she was like, you know what? Don't ask, don't tell. I'm just going to go into this. We're getting this done onto the uh, altar. Well, from onto the altar to onto the next one, episode eight yes. is Dear Miss Kennedy, uh, which Mrs. is Kennedy. Uh, Dear Mrs. Kennedy, which is the concept of the Jackie O JFK meeting with the royal family, which was world news. It right. was a huge ordeal because, as we see in the episode, Jackie O and JFK are the most famous couple in the entire world, and they literally took the entire world by storm. Everyone, women modeled their entire fashion after her. Uh, JFK was the most handsome man. It was just a, it was a world phenomenon. I mean, women wanted him and men wanted her. Yes. Still. Yeah. (laughs) Still. And we begin it with a meeting of African powers and we see that the picture of Elizabeth is removed. Yes, which made me think about when that Churchill portrait was burned. Interesting. You know, it, 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 it brought me back to that. It, That's it, a very interesting way to um, look at that. So, yeah, but we saw this this image of this photograph of Elizabeth removed um, from the Nkrumah, I guess, castle and and being put. Who was that? Stalin? Wait, the picture that was put th- up that it was replacing yeah I don't think it was stall I, I don't actually I was I was wondering if you knew who that no, picture was no I didn't because get I was like it's not Mkura it's not him right no it's someone from the Soviet Union it looked it looked like Stalin but I wasn't a hundred percent sure and, and I, I don't know why wrong, they would please. be moving choosing one sovereign to one power yeah but we did see a power struggle in this episode yeah and we're seeing a declining. British power in the world and upswing in American power yeah. and British, I mean in Russian, which becomes the big clash. Obviously the Cold War which lasted some 50 years. Yeah. These are the two superpowers now. Right. But British, Britain, by the way, is still back behind pulling a lot of strings. Yeah. You mean today? Still, even now, but oh, yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. they're still very affluent influential nation. They're just a wane in power because this is the there was a time where there was no question Britain was the leading superpower. Right. It set all the rules by itself. Followed by France, even if close, right? A close second. And all of those countries play a role in this episode, which was interesting. And again, I'm no historical. I'm not a historian. So if that was not Stalin, I apologize. You could let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know who it was. Or at least who you thought. We didn't know. I I tried to look it up, but there was no mention of who that picture was of that was replaced. Right. But we do know that the African nations came together and we see the strong African leader talking about, hey, we're no longer going to be colonized countries. We need to work together. And it culminates in the Volta Dam, which is this incredibly large project that comes to play that provides energy for a base of Africa. Right. And for all the other things that happen in Africa, the mining and things of that nature. Right, and, and and the U.S. was supposed to contribute to the funds for this project, and yet uh, when they heard the Soviets were involved, they you know Kennedy decided out. to pull out, um, and therefore it leads to a, a, a dance. And so, what plays is 
that JFK and Jackie O, and this is like the crutch of this, is when they come and everyone is just so excited and get, it's like if the Beatles were it's like they're rock stars. Yeah. Even Philip, who's so Yo, prim and proper, was Phillip like ran was like a little so oh, excited. Oh, it's Jackie. I would have been Elizabeth had a lot of composure because I would have been so upset seeing my husband like, snatching. You better get so up, excited about the arrival of another woman to the point he wanted to change his seat at this dinner party and went about every which way to do so. I was like, but calm then again, down. it was Jackie O. I'm sorry, Jackie O. Look, we have a couple women in the world who who hit this peak, right? You have a Beyonce. Who's who's yeah up there, but who is referred to as the Queen Bee? Exactly. And I thought about that. I was like, why do we refer? She to- just referred to as Queen Bee. The Queen Bee is Little Kemp. Let's okay. be let's be uh, clear uh, you know, on another our Queen, queen Bees. But the people that we refer to as Queen, we do so because we have a sense of deference for them. We respect them in a way. We sure. expect sure. so much more of them than the average person. So again, the influence of the crown. You know, affects so even music and and the way our in pop culture. So it was something that we were talking about a little bit earlier. And it's and it's it's actually what I really enjoyed about this is that they chose to show the excitement and the way that Jackie O and JFK still had a silent almost dislike of each other at times. Well, so again, another marriage that had its own struggles from and the it outside. And did, even though from the outside, looked amazing. It looked amazing, but on the inside, there was a, a you know, a, was oh, there the a deal. doctor really giving them drugs? Is there, that true? Amphetamines is what? the I concept. I'd never heard that before, so that was interesting. It was also, by the this is like leading into the, you know, things like the Michael Jackson doctor and things like right. that. At that time, it was very common. I mean, you're, you're talking about a time where, time where even JFK's own sister was lobotomized. I right. Mean, the, the whole world of psychiatry was just emerging and amphetamines was a fairly new thing and it was uppers and you were giving uppers to be up and then downers to go to sleep and and it was just a but it was still taboo because the way mrs kennedy explained it to elizabeth it was still kind of like a hush hush thing so then something else was she knew you know it wasn't well mostly anytime you have because there was administered by a psychiatric uh, professional. That's okay. something we still have in right. this day and age. Where even with Philip's mother, when they refer to it, she's crazy and she's off a rocker or a loony bin. Uh, she's just had psychological treatment. Treatment, yeah. and it's something that we don't even talk about as a society even today. Um, we have a few minutes, and I wanted to get into the fact that in this episode as well, we see Elizabeth trying to figure out who she is because she feels old in comparison. She does feel and that starts from the beginning yeah. when she's looking at herself in the the mirror yeah. and the little side she's mirror. She's feeling mirror. aches and pains and so it forces her to compare herself to this other woman who's coming into her home, who's coming into her country. Yeah, everyone has doesn't even worry about Elizabeth. They're all about Jackie O. To the point about where Jackie Kennedy. Uh, they're they're the same same age and right. and everyone's like oh my she, I thought you two were the same age and they're like we are. she's like we are like she hates that even her mom brings it up people even the the costume person who's dressing her yeah says makes that comment yeah. and goes of course you should have the better because of your seniority uh, in rank not right. age yeah I know like he has to correct because she felt some type at of Elizabeth way. but what did you think about so Elizabeth you know she she's like you know what Jackie O was a showstopper in France I'm gonna be a showstopper in Ghana which I thought was very interesting but Jackie O's showstopping in France was something that also made headlines because of JFK's comment where it says I'm the man who accompanied Jackie Kennedy to Europe or to France. That was a very famous thing. And we see a backstory to that line, which we don't see. So Elizabeth and Jackie, Jacqueline Kennedy, have have, uh, a meeting because she wants a tour of the castle and Philip's like, I'm giving her a tour. And Elizabeth stops that. Finally, she finally snatches. It's like, okay. Calm calm down, son. Calm down. Calm down. And goes and gives... Jackie the tour. And and they find on this tour that they are very more similar than different, which I I loved seeing that. They both have they're both they both have sisters who want the spotlight. Exactly. Uh they don't want the spotlight. But yet they marry men that are very strong and feel like they should protect them. They're both introverts. Yes, and they both love the outdoors. And they're shy and they both love the outdoors and they're always putting on a show. Yeah. And so she finds the person who she was like very reluctant to like that she actually enjoys liking her. And she's like, oh, wow, we're way more common and and feeling lonely because of the men they're with and all that stuff. And, of course, that goes wrong. Yeah, when she hears about this dinner party where... 
Jackie like said all these from ne- Patrick. Yeah, said all these negative things about her. Which initially, uh, when uh, Margaret, no, when um, Patrick Kennedy. Jackie? No, the husband. JFK? When JFK initially said to his wife... I had to wife, go through the list. <laughs> sorry. Rolodex of people on this camera. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm a little sick. Um, when JFK said to his wife, oh, thanks for saying that, I thought he was saying that he planted those those rumors, but then the fact that Jackie said, no, I was drugged up and I was just talking crazy. I was like, whoa, this is taking a different turn. And again, the fact that they revealed this, I, I have to do research to see if it's actually true, but the fact that the show decided to reveal this information... Well, it plays out that way. Yeah. So it, we do know because there's a uh, communique that the U.S. intelligence picked up on, and that's how it got printed out. That's Copy. how we actually kind of know that's kind of how it played out. But what happens is she go, um, Jackie O and JFK go to a dinner at another uh, upscale dinner and then brings it up. And there's a friend of Patrick who is friends with Elizabeth personally from school, also of royal birth. And Margaret enjoys telling Elizabeth, by the way, very like, like who Elizabeth went over to see Margaret just because she had to clean up what was going on again. People are mad at Margaret for their, for her actions. Goes, by the way, uh, Patrick heard some things and takes pleasure in not telling Elizabeth, meaning that Elizabeth has to summon Patrick to come. Get it out of Patrick, who clearly didn't want to be involved or tell because it was rude. And she finds out that Jackie O talks trash, talks shit, talks shit about Elizabeth and Buckingham Palace and how it's dreary and out of date. And and she's incurious and she's just a boring, like, just horror. She just basically tears down and says, inevitably, it's showing why Britain's lack of power is happening. And that the royals are just going to not exist because of this family right now. Yeah, I, 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 it was hard for me to hear those things. Um, because we saw Jackie O's such a wonderful, charming, beautiful person. Yeah, and and, and it, I just didn't like to see another woman who Elizabeth respected hurt her like that and stab her in the back, especially when you're a guest in her home. Yeah, and Elizabeth's already had a lot of problems with men. Now we're going on to, to women simply because we see that, we see with the Ghana thing, Yeah, uh, Elizabeth flies to Ghana, after everyone insists that she doesn't. Especially Philip. Philip was very insistent that she'd not go. Because it's very political and, of course, constitutional monarchy. Plus, it's going to look bad. Plus, because they're African. It's like yeah. we're bowing to the Africans. She goes there and immediately it's already a wreck. It's a wreck. Yeah. But she... In her and she keeps seeing this growth of Elizabeth, where she's thinking and she's coming up with her own plans and not really taking people's advice. Yeah, and she comes to dance with the with uh, Nkrumah, Nkrumah, and Nkrumah. And before she does, after she goes, finding out that he he kind of played he her, played her, he played both sides to his advantage, and she was like, you know what, I'm going to use my womanly wild to cause a change, just like my my frenemy counterpart, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline Kennedy, frenemy. I like that. Jackie <laughs> was the frenemy, and then he comes to dance and says you but you know what this means like, right you, you know what's at stake here and the dance happens everyone's freaking out the, martin's on the phone telling <laughs> the part, like it's just craziness and she's dancing with an african man which was probably the biggest deal and everyone felt that you could tell they talked about it it was very open uh and gets her way and it becomes a huge success yeah and then and jackie she, she helps she's she does something that the, even the prime minister couldn't could do. not do and then jackie o comes back Apologizes. Apologize to Elizabeth because she knows what I loved about that scene quickly is that Elizabeth had the house ready. She said, We're going to meet at Windsor Palace. Windsor, the fortress. The fortress. She had all the soldiers out, and Jackie had to, She, you could tell that she had to respect that. And I think that's why Jackie, when, when Kennedy ended up being killed, she decided to refer to their time as Camelot. I feel like the influence in her encounters with the crown and the queen made her also want her own piece of that. Hence Camelot. And Jackie O does apologize, and we see Elizabeth saying, I should have said this, but I didn't. I kept quiet. And Philip says, That's because you have ice in your veins when you want to. And he and loves that was that very about strong. Her. Yes. And he does. He finds that attractive yeah. and powerful. And we do see the assassination of John F. Kennedy, yeah. 35th president of the United States. And as we all know, that was a very huge ordeal in the history of the United States, but in the history of the world. Whenever you see someone in power be assassinated, it's a very scary time. And you see that Jacqueline Kennedy comes out with the dress and still has the blood on it. And Elizabeth recognizes this and knows that is the sign of another introvert. And But also a, a calculated move as well. 
It was more of a psychological move. She yeah. feels like she won't remove her own clothes. Yeah, I, I saw another film, Jackie, and, and she was talking about she she did that on purpose. Like she wanted to play the people a part. To, she wanted the impact to be felt by everyone and to be seen. She, but what I'm saying is Elizabeth recognized that as a yes, move as yes. an introvert because she didn't want to talk about it. She's just showing wanted an to action. Show. Okay, that makes sense. And so we, she went and started. She not only had the the yeah. the bell at Westminster Abbey. Yeah. To be wrong, which was only for the royal family, obviously, she um, wrote her letter. Yeah. And it started, which is the title of the episode, Dear Mrs. Kennedy. It was a great episode. And it actually made me feel, I felt, uh, I felt some type Look of way. Look at that. How did you feel about that? I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was, it was very eye-opening and um, just, I was just sad because I knew we were getting into the last two. Well, how did you feel about people finding you somewhere? You know, people can find me on social media <laughs> at Say Hi Sahai. That's S A Y H I T S A H A I. And I am Tehran, literally at I am Tehran all across the board. Please uh, let us know what you think. Answer some of our questions. Talk about stuff. Discuss. Have fun. Write in these comments below. We love hearing from you and we love you watching The Crown. Please share and subscribe. Tell your friends to tell their friends. We have episodes 9 and 10 coming up next. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 